Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. Happy Friday. How is everybody tonight? Good, I hope. Good, good, good. I'm good, too. It's been an adventure today, to say the least. Anyway, I want to welcome you to the show. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I am also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, and that means that we can help you out no matter where you're at. It may take us a couple hours to get to you, but uh, we definitely can help you out. Uh, we also have branches or affiliates, rather, in uh, Oregon, Washington, Nevada, and Hawaii. So if you guys, if there's anybody out there that needs help for that, how to find us. Well, we're all over Facebook, California Haunts. You can even find, you know, you can, it's under California Haunts, or you can even look my name up. And uh, you can get a hold of me. You'll send me a PM. Send me a PM via the California Haunts pages on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter under Cal Haunts. You can find us on TikTok under California Haunts, all lowercase. You can also find me on Instagram uh, under Ghosty Gal, which, of course, is, is all lowercase. So there's a lot of way to find us, a lot of ways. Anyway, if you're tonight, the show, if you're watching from Facebook, please feel free. And, you know, if you like what you see, please feel free to um, hit that like button and uh, follow. Follow us on Facebook because we're looking for followers, always looking for followers. If you're watching from YouTube, um, there's a little ghost in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. And that little ghost, if you, if you click on that ghost, you will have a red subscribe button pop up. And that's, that, that will subscribe you to our page over on YouTube. And we've got more than 450 videos sitting over there. All kinds of different topics. I'm a journalist, so I like to change it up. So, yeah. So, you know, if that's something that you're interested in, you, you want to follow us. And, and, you know, when we put new videos out, it's going to let you know, too. Also, again, find us on TikTok and all, the other, all these other places. Tonight, Medium Nancy Matz is with us. It's uh, Friday. And hopefully we don't have, I see the internet things on again. Hopefully, it looks like we're not having the issues that we had last night. <laughs> last night was crazy. So hopefully, it's uh, more stabilized tonight. Uh, so Nancy Mass is with us tonight, and we're going to be talking about ghosts. What to say to ghosts? You know, you see ghost hunters on TV all the time, and you tell me your name, yada, 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 and all that. What year is it? Yada, yada, yada. Um, anyway, uh, but what happens when you're sitting in your house, and you're maybe having your tea in the evening, and kind of kick back, maybe watching TV, and, and you see you see a faint person kind of come out of the corner of the room or walk into the room. I mean, most people would just stare at it, and then it disappears, right? But what, what if you're one of these people that wants to engage with this thing? What do you say to it? Well, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. There's, there's good ways to engage, and there's not so good ways to engage, and we're going to be talking about that stuff. So without further ado, let's bring Nancy in. Yay! Good evening. I am noticing the Christmas tree. Yes. Happy holidays, everybody. Next week is <laughs> this. Next week is Thanksgiving, and I'll be going to my Aloha shirt. Oh, oh! I forgot. I'll be to... switching to my Christmas Aloha shirt. Oh, I have to find Christmas. I am wearing the um, California Hot shirt. All right. Uh, See? Yeah, yeah. Everybody can have that. Is I don't know what can be seen on TV. I'm 
I did bring my chair up, but I, five foot four, I have to really push myself up high. Um, so this topic is curious to me. All the years I've been doing investigation, most of them were remote. Uh, mm -hmm. We do, and I have talked to, oh my gosh, bazillion, <laughs> lots and lots of people. Uh, oh my gosh, the memories, I'm just, my head is flooding. Uh, I'm out of Sacramento, California, and I did move to Tucson, Arizona for a while, and then uh, Phoenix, and then I'm back in California. Uh, currently, I'm in Oroville, and I have been connected to Char since 95 or 96. Oh and she God. says, I've got, I know, I was doing Sacramento Cemetery tours. If anybody remembers those, I did it for six years until John Betancourt passed away in 2001. I was that one that took people on tours to talk to people. And a lot of them, so the people that were in, <laughs> in flesh <laughs> were there for me to talk about the discovery of a story behind each tombstone. And John Betancourt, he had me doing five, sometimes six tours a year. And we did it for six years. And so in some ways, I really talked to a lot of spirit people and an occasional ghost. The uh, the ones that are trapped or stuck, all of them are different. Spirit people, when I see one standing still or what I would call standing still and large bodied because they like to present themselves. It's hard to um, have someone who's only four foot seven or eight less than 100 pounds woman stand still and let someone in the audience feel her soul, her energy mm -hmm. and we did it a lot so a lot of people got pretty acquainted with the idea that maybe i wasn't making it up very very exciting uh the ghost peoples that were there i noticed and i'm going to expound upon this a lot because this is only one cemetery um they were usually sitting and one was a inebriated ghost and he died drinking and he might have fallen fall uh followed his widow and child to the sacramento cemetery to get buried he had older clothes on um maybe fell down water something looked kind of disruffled and mm -hmm. he had been sitting on this uh two foot tall brick wall forever for as long as he witnessed his family there and i said what are you doing here you know, it was like, I was very sympathetic. And I saw him sitting there, well, he didn't move. He just looked up. He says, where's my wife? I'm waiting for her. I go, you are? How long have you been waiting? He says, long time, long time. And we didn't have a chance to really go through it and talk about it. But this is what I call a very nice ghost stuck because he's waiting. Mm -hmm. And you have to go to a place of realizing that most of the spirits that be pass over, they can come back. They wander around the cemetery. They're all the, yay, look at this woman. Look at all the people around her. She's going to see us. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like curiosity. And I used to tell people, I think the most we had in October, we had 250 people. So the rest of the year up through hot July, the numbers would get less and less. And the bigger the crowd, the bigger the spirit people would show up because they want to know what we're talking about. Those are spirits who choose to be here. They know they're, got, they're dead. They come back and look at the neighborhood. Oh, look at the town, how much it's grown. So the spirit people are easy to communicate with, and, and they're all kind of like fun. Um, but the ghost people, there was one. Oh, so the one that was sitting, unfortunately, I never went back because he was of interest to the people. Why is he still there? And I says he just misses his wife. He didn't realize that when he was put into the ground and they left, 
that she should come back. So that longing is very evident with ghost peoples. And mm -hmm. I have gotten to a place in my life where I hope people don't look at me just that old woman who talks about ghosts or that old woman. Of course, she believes in this. She's got her whole life now. She's going to die. And so she's worried about. Um, <laughs> but I've been in this for 32 years, and I am a firm believer that ghosts and spirit are people without the burden of the flesh jacket. If you can get that in your head, believe it, then dealing with a spirit person or someone who's tormenting you or so, like, how dare they? So I'm going to hopefully cover that really quick. Remember, we only have an hour and there's something else I want to talk to you about a client yesterday. Amazing story. So stay, stay tuned, everybody. We've got, <laughs> um, we've got a uh, kind of clicking sound on the mic, like, like you're moving around with it. Uh oh, okay. If maybe I'm not sitting still. Yeah. Okay. How's that? Is that better? That's better. Yeah. I have a tendency. I'm not Italian, <laughs> but I move my arms. Okay. So I want to cover a couple things of Sacramento because this is where Char and I were connected. There, at one grave, there was a woman and I looked over, of course, remember I've done this with John the prior week and we did it every week, but during the week I would go down uh, and visit with him and tell him the stories. And I looked over to the stone where I couldn't see what was on the tombstone. And this lady popped out of the ground, crazy, I know. But as soon as she heard me talk with John, she came out of the ground or she materialized only above her knees. But in doing so, she would look like a ballerina with her hands up and then up and down. But she had this blue dress on and she was just that dancing away like this and I looked at her she's middle-aged and I thought well isn't she fun and I told John and he says well let's go look at the tombstone well on the tombstone it said a Christmas celebration she got sick and she died and the dates were two or three days later so oh. the last activity that she experienced was the dance and she must have gotten a chill and she died and I, that was her last wonderful memory. But she's stuck in that loop of remembering that only. Uh, the other one that I want to I go on to Sacramento, downtown Sacramento, where I did another tour with some other group in Sacramento. Um, the other one I want to mention is grieving. And this man had accidentally wounded his son in the barn area. And he had accidentally shot him or hit him with a tool in the knee. Unfortunately, the young man died of it. And he, the father put up an obelisk quite tall, like seven feet tall, had a square bottom and kind of curved up like this. And when the man died, he went immediately to, to the grave. Now, I suspect that before he did pass away, he might have every day and gone down there and grieved over the loss of the son of which he committed some kind of injury. Clearly, he, he adored and loved this boy. He was 14 or 15 years old just in the bloom of his manhood and, and to be taken away. And everybody knows on TV how many unfortunate shootings and deaths of children. It doesn't end. It, all through the beginning of time, if someone loses a child, they're going to grieve. Well, this man really did. And in the throes of grieving, when he died, immediately he didn't pass over. His mother was greeting. Sorry. His mother was there to greet him. And he didn't turn. He turned her down. He says, no, I'm going to stand by my son. He went over there and his right leg, uh, stood on the dirt. His left leg 
was on the square bottom part that would hold up the rest of it. And with his left arm, was reach up above his head and he held it. And he put his head against it. It was really, really sad. And all I could hear was, this, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to do this. And he was crying. Can you appreciate? It makes me, ugh, gives me tight in the chest thinking, maybe one of these days I should slip down there and talk to all those people and let them just know that it's been a long time. And I'm sure that the boy, if I called him, he would show up and take the dad away. But until the dad wakes up, the ghost peoples, like the guy on the fence and the dancing lady, well, I don't know. How many decades and centuries can a woman dance, Will? <laughs> if it's a pretty dress, a woman could dance a long time. I, I do know that. I will talk to her if I can get down there. It's a char, maybe one of these days that's a trip for us. Mm -hmm. And see how many I can remember. That'd um, be fun. Wouldn't that be fun for us to? That'd be a blast. Ooh, you know what? That would you. Okay, everybody. A little better weather. If you want to do this, send a note to Char, and we'll take a group with you, uh, for a small minimal amount of money, because we will have to make it a trip. Because I mm -hmm. live really far away. Still, take me two and a half, three hours to get two and a half hours to get to it. Um, and we can do and discover, and you could do the equipment. Oh, let's go on. So Sacramento, <laughs> write a note. Are you want right? Oh, there that thing fell again. It's on right tape. Note, it's all good. I've got oh, it. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> It'll be there for when eternity we, now. <laughs> I talked to Shar. I says, Shar, please, when you talk to me, have a pencil and paper, right? I'm always gotten so in college I was marketing business, right? So anyway. Um and the It'll one be there forever about, now. It'll be on YouTube forever. Ever, you know? forever. Yes, everybody. Uh, so if you're in Sacramento, downtown Sacramento, uh, 13th of Broadway, old Sacramento Cemetery, John Betancourt and I did this, the cemetery tours for six years, and that was to build money to restoration of stones that were broken by youth in the area uh, over time. They, they, but there, there had been a terrible um, destruction. Some kids had gotten in there and toppled and broke a lot of the headstones. So they needed to make some money, and someone said, had you thought about Nancy? <laughs> There I was. So the other man that I want to talk about before we go on was a ghost. And this group in Sacramento had me, was in charge of some other group. And uh, this gentleman, I apologize for not remembering the name. We went into what they call the underneath part of Sacramento. So Sacramento was le level with the Sacramento River at one time. And there had been a quite a bit of flooding. So I don't know how they do this. I'd like to know how they built Venice, right? So above the swamp, above the marsh, I, I do know how to do it, but it's really fascinating. So how did they build another town above old, 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 old Sacramento? But they did. And a lot of the tunnels and old buildings, just like in England and Europe, the underneath, they called it. So we went down there and it was quite interesting. And to my right was a very distinguished um, older gentleman, not ancient, but in those years, people aged a little quicker. And he had that rounded middle that you can see on somebody late 50s, early 60s, or that, that, you know, if they drink a lot, you know, that mm, bigger tummy. And he had three-piece suit on. He had a wonderful little tie or um, something here. It wasn't a long, it was something else. I can't remember if it was a, a tie or clip-on or whatever and he was standing quite still and i i remember thinking wow 
of course, Nancy would think, what a handsome man. <laughs> like, where? Wow, you know. And he noticed I noticed him. And I thought to myself, so why are you in this dark tunnel? <laughs> and unbeknownst to me, there were other spirits in there. And one was an animal. And the animal caught his eye. And when he looked away, I saw what I took, in, took to be a cat. Like it was jumping off the tabletop to the bottom. And it caught his eye. And I wanted to ask him, and why are you here? When I started describing to the gentleman, whenever I do a historical tour, I always ask, please find somebody who can validate what I'm seeing. What's the point of a tour? I could be making it all up. Let's, let's put a little stress to it. So the fellow who invited me to do this brought a historian. And the historian heard me say, where we're standing, they had refreshments here. And it was brick walls and out going this out. I could see horses pulling up with pillars. And he says, oh, you're right. It used to be kind of a hotel here. And uh, he used to meet the people when they come in on stagecoach. Oh, that's why he was so dressed up. And the ego, I'm going to say it just very gently. I think that when you're very satisfied with your position in life, because he could have died very suddenly from an illness that took him quickly. Um, he remembered how that felt to stand erect in his best clothes and greet the travelers from out of town or off the ships. And so that was embedded in him. Rather, he was a spirit and came back because that was the feel he had. Or when he died, the first thing I thought of, oh, I have to hurry and greet the people. Now, where were they? Well, clearly I was seeing horses and buggies go by. But in his mind, he could also because he didn't want to move. And to me, that's not a spirit, that's a ghost because there's no movement. He's just there remembering his past. Okay, so I, I wanna present those thoughts to you. Those are environments where I was telling the story of these people. It wasn't like I was doing a private investigation. That's where I wanna go or a spontaneous in the house, in a shopping mall, oh my, a restaurant, oh my, where the most spirits are, uh, a smoke shop in the mall, Sunrise Mall or any other mall we have. Let me tell you the number of spirits I see there. And they're hanging around watching men come out and light up because they remember what it felt like. And those people will gravitate toward what I would call the passion of the past. Now, I'm of the generation that both my parents smoked. Uh, it was very common after, during the war, after the war, 30s on into the 70s for everybody to smoke. And my folks did. And so you appreciate uh, cigars. There was something else that people smoked. It was long and thin. You could see the men hold them out or the elegant women would hold them. And a lot of the unfortunate smokers died of smoking. And the first thing I thought of is, I really need a cigarette. I want a cigar. Boo-boo. And so a lot of times that's where they'll conjugate. And in a shopping mall, um, it's not necessarily the shopping, it's the people. Because ghosts, if they're mobile, they want to be recognized. And that's, oops, everything's moving here. I accidentally touched the table. I'm trying not to move my arms so it don't click. <laughs> and I move my table, I thought, earthquake. <laughs> okay, so I want to go back now. Tell, I told you the differences. Can a ghost be mobile? Absolutely. 
but they're stuck not in a loop, stuck in their stuff. So Shar used Shar said one day, "Oh, you've done at least forty investigations. It seems like a lot, but I've done so many with other groups." Uh, Kathy Newbert took me to the Rockland Cemetery half a dozen times, four times I think, or more. And poor Orange Paranormal, and then there was another group in Sacramento, and I've had people over and over when I was working at different metaphysical stores have me go out and investigate a house. Um, too many to even think about. Um, some were really sad, sad, like downtown Sacramento people invited me to the house, and it was a railroad connection where the, the Chinese people got on board. And the Chinese people were in chains like the slaves were, and then they would be put on the train and carted to somewhere else. So there's really sad situations, and those people are still stuck. Now back up again, Nancy. Are <laughs> you can you can jump in anytime. I'm, I'm here, listening. I know. Okay, so jump in when you want because it's some. She also knows this stuff, right? Um, I'm going to appreciate and commend people who are able to have a TV show and do investigations. Why not? But you can appreciate how. After so long, they go to a place of saying, we have to entertain. Mm -hmm. And it's like well-known psychics will say uh, something always so that if they're on TV, it always looks like they're doing something. And I always tell people, I don't care. They can have me on TV, and if no one shows up, they don't show up. If mm -hmm. I'm not getting something, I have now known after 32 years is not my fault. Mm -hmm. And I'm bl and blunt. So this is why... I roll everybody. So anyway, um, I want to address people who are somewhere. You at a restaurant. You're at the mall. Uh, oh, movies. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not even going to speak to because I never go to bars, pubs, um, girly shows. I'm not even trying to think about that. But there's, I'm sure, spirits everywhere. I probably went beyond what I should say here. Um. <laughs> Um, this is not our I've experienced it in movies, especially um, horror movies. Like, 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 oh. like when I went to see the others, I remember looking oh. to my side, and there was someone sitting there next to me, and they weren't really sitting there next to me, you know. No, they're, they're, right? they're just as curious to watch those kind of movies as, as we are. Those are spirits, and, yeah. and I have a sense of amusement. Um, people get entertained in spirit just like we do in the flesh. They're people without the burden of a flesh jacket, a meat jacket. I know that's a harsher word, but I've gotten to the place where I'll talk to people in spirit and they're just people to me. I don't care. You know, it's like you the nice person, you're not. So, oh, and the one we're going to talk about after I covered this. So I do appreciate, and I know that it's important that we have shows like that on TV. Mm -hmm. And there are some that are very amusing. Um, I'm thinking of three men who go out and they're so wonderfully fun and yet they can be spooked startled spooked whatever just like the rest of us and there's some that maybe they want um recognition they want somebody to be there no criticism on my part because those spirits are going to be there whether those people say things against excited or not yes i do believe in <clears throat> and have suggested and thought and bring up something that would get their attention, like a ball. If it's a child, uh, if it's adult, I'll make them think of apple pie. Um, whatever they, oh, did you like to smoke? Do you remember how wonderful that was? And what you're trying to do is break 
a connection to their stuckness. And those mm-hmm. are ghost peoples. Okay. I'm going to bring up some that I was teaching all my classes. So right now in this time in my life, I'm not teaching um, classes where you'd send me money and I'll send you all these CDs. I'm changing websites. And right now it's kind of like a, a problem. Uh, meetup. Um, if you're a meetup and you see this, I'm not doing those classes, but I'll be sending links like this to them, uh, to the people who are in meetup. So if you want these without trying to find it, then go to there. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, <laughs> everybody's kind of this weather to make everybody lose their voice. Mm. So having an item where they can identify, oh, and what you're trying to do is get their attention to break the cycle of forgetfulness. Okay. Um, so many of I've done, and I do believe that. Uh, in my classes, remember, I'm not teaching, so don't call me up. I want to be sure that I recognize, you recognize the era that these people would fall into. Like if you go into a hundred year old house, and someone says, oh, there had been a woman seen there with a Victorian dress on. You're not going to go in there and say, honey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. You want to um, talk to her in the language of what she, with respect, even if it's a servant person that died, unfortunately, there's stories everywhere. And why do you want to say, oh, were you somebody of importance in the house? Oh, no. Well, did you keep the family uh, healthy and strong and clean? Oh, I did. What you want to do is give them a compliment. So I always say to people, when you first start an investigation, look at the era. It's very important. Mm -hmm. Um, Recognize accents. Like if I, in California, were to move to the Deep South, I better have someone with me that can talk a language of 100 years ago there. Because over time, our languages has changed. I had the privilege of reading a book written in 1904. Shar is reading some really old ones. I couldn't read it. It was almost like, I have to take English over again? Like, I fumbled and fell. My husband's reading a book. Um, oh, I should get out there. He's reading a real, oh, oh, it's an old Western, by the way. He says, oh my gosh, that terminology. You have to remember they aren't in your head. You will have to get in their head. Recognize that if you go to Tombstone, Arizona, to where the cemetery used to be because they did locate it and there are spirits in the old cemetery not the new one you want to be able to talk their language make sure you get familiar with how they would have talked because very important and if they talk about food did you have beef stew last what kind of beef did you like did you like it really cooked a really thick steak or did you like it in a stew make them think out loud to you make them respond this is very very important and that way if you go into a situation you do your homework you'll have a better luck at not being afraid of your you know situation mm-hmm. but at least get some kind of a clue that you can start talking to these people if you go in to find if they're there that's okay but if you're in a me and i don't get to very often do a rescue lost soul oh my gosh, I would do every place I go, but it's not always logical and it takes a lot of time and you have to be patient and you have to give them the sincere sympathy and compassion they deserve. So I always then say, look at your own prejudices. Look at how you were raised. What is well, about you? That- um, when I, uh, you know, we've run into like old timey ghosts, like in the old hotels and stuff. 
And it's really important to angle your quest, like like Nancy says, to angle your questions towards whatever era they're from. I mean, it's like I watch people put out like regular candy for little kids in these hotels, and you right? can't do that. I, you know, I, I keep a box of candies and they're, they're, they're like peppermint sticks because that's what they're going to recognize. They're going to recognize. They're not going to recognize the fancy candy we have now. You throw a Twix down there, they're going to be like, "What the hell is that?" You know. So you're going to want to have things like pe- you know peppermint sticks in there. They had peppermint. They had um, all that candy that you stretch out taffy. Yeah. They had things like that. Black you licorice. Had, I yeah. think they had licorice. Absolutely had licorice. Um, I think they did have some form of chocolate, but not like we have it here. Right. So you have to think about it. But what if it's a child, fine. But if it's adult, 99% of people adult. are smoking and drink coffee. Huh? Right. Plus, if it's an adult, I mean, my dad, I lucked out because my father made wooden toys. Mm-hmm. And so when I would go to these places, I would have not so much wooden cars, but he would make like, 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 like wagons, you know, little wooden wagons. So I had those with me. And, I, and, and you want to take stuff like that jump rope. Yeah, yeah, old old toys. Like and then I go to antique stores, and I bought um, some old antique-looking uh, perfume bottles. Oh, for the ladies, yes, the women ladies. love perfume. For the I, ladies, uh, I've read, I always tell, I really love it. I do like this, and so I read this interesting small novel. It was a big article about the old West. And mm-hmm. that people from the East Coast going to the West Coast wanted to take civilization with them. And mm-hmm. so women and men would often take with them that items or item that makes them feel civilized. And even in conversation in those years were very polite, uh, very formal. We don't realize that. It was not, hey, you, let me have a shoot up. It was like, mm-hmm. sir, nice to meet you today. And it was very formal. So women often took perfume bottles mm-hmm. and lace. And things that you wouldn't think that would be important, but it was to them. I watch Facebook. Part some of this stuff's easy to get. Like sometimes the dollar store <laughs> will sell these clown dolls that that, that are porcelain. They have porcelain faces. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah. So sometimes you can pick stuff up like that, which is what they had back then. You know, they were the dolls had porcelain, so you don't have to spend a lot of money to get this stuff to to, to communicate I, with. Jump ropes. I mean, go to the dollar store. Go to Rite Aid. Whatever. But like I said, you can find these porcelain dolls, you know, mm-hmm. that, that you can use as well. A lot of people ju- will just put a ball in a room. You know, <laughs> How do you, they know it's a girl? But the thing boy. is, well, a, a girl or a boy is going to play with a round ball. It doesn't matter. And the thing Unless is, an older that, girl. the other thing you do, and it's just not putting the ball in the room because you want to make sure you get that, that, that all important evidence. You're going to take masking tape. And you're going to mark where you you're going to mark around the edges of the ball, on both sides, yeah. or all four sides. That way, if, it, if the ball does move and you're not in the room, and it's on camera, you have a way to see if the ball has moved or not. You know. Right. Another thing I saw John uh, Zaffis do on TV. Love John Zaffis, by the way. Met him years ago. Good guy. He goes into a bar or a saloon, and what he does is he puts like three four glasses of water on the table on, on the bar itself with a little shot glass mm-hmm. and then he leaves yeah. the room mm-hmm. then what he does later on is he'll come in if he thinks there's activity in that room he'll come in with a thermometer okay and take the temperature of the room or the water, the or the, water. i would think around the each shot glass seems like i saw a shot glass 
uh-huh. even around that because they do cover they can't touch they uh-huh. can't drink but you want them to remember now yeah. i want to back up because we kind of jumped into that when oh, okay. no we did good i love it you're never going to waste time talking about important steps like that so what i want to do is have a mindset so i set it up to make you realize that there are people who are stuck with remember they're not they're humans but without uh-huh. the flesh then there's spirit people who enjoy traveling going around and Shar wants to do disneyland when he places got lots of spirits people and who became spirits and want to have fun they go to places like the movies disneyland to the beach well, now that you said all. that we might as well we might as well plug what's going on now that you said that i'm uh, going to be in disneyland the last week of january into the first week of february it's going to only be for about three or four days what i intend to do and everybody knows that disneyland has ghosts it's unofficial. It's unofficial, okay? But what I for them to advertise do, that. Yeah. So what I intend to do is I'm going to do some lives. Probably it depends if I have enough TikTok people following me. I can do it on TikTok. I will probably do it on YouTube, so you guys will have a link. I'm going to go live from Disneyland. Yeah. And as we go to these haunted locations, I'm going to tell the stories, and maybe if if we're nice. I can get Nancy on. I can get, I can get Nancy on this on this live too, and we can see if there's anything in there before we end. Oh, please! I would love Technically, that. Technically, yeah, but okay. we have to we have to keep it because we don't want the Disney police to come get us. So we have to keep <laughs> it a certain tone to do this. But yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm always happy with this. Um, I've never. We'll go down that road in a minute. So I want to bring up a thought. We're talking about these individuals, spirit people, as real people. Whether you have someone in your house you don't like, you have to get mad at them like you would a stranger walking into your house. Like, how dare they show up and mm-hmm. torment me? You have to have the right attitude. So I always tell people before you start an investigation or you say someone walks in the house and you want a great sense of curiosity because you're going to get proof. Another person in spirit is visiting you. As if you're going to a situation, a location that's been known to be Right. visited by spirit people <gasps> have that curiosity oh this is gonna be so much fun i'm gonna see and since i'll be given proof of a laughter life oops there i go with those hands again you gotta have intense uh, curiosity great excitement i do every time we do because you know that pumps your energy up a little bit gives you a bigger halo around you that's really important because you're going to give a little bit of you to that spirit so they can energize they will feel you happy you can't be sad. If it's a ghost that is in torment or afraid, they will feel your positive energy. If you go in like, I'm mad, mad, mad. I want to get this bad spirit because he's a demon or he's an insane person. Guess what he's going to do? Mm-hmm. <gasps> ah, ah, I'm going to fight this back. He's hurting me. He's hurting me. I'm insane. I'm insane. Don't they know that? And you're going to get some kind of conflict if you go in with sincere curiosity. This is where it's hard to determine what you want to do next. You go in with sympathy or you go in with compassion. Either way, you're going to get, I'm sympathetic towards somebody who is stuck in a sale asylum. I'm going to have in curiosity, are you there? Are you there? When I touch somebody, I'm very compassionate. I want to give them, I'm in sympathy. You want them to know that you're on their side. Mm-hmm. You have to let them know. Someone who is not happy because they're stuck, not the dancer, but the man standing and grieving over his son. I am so sorry that you're still here. 
You grieve for a long time. Do you know how long it's been? Have you ever opened your eyes and looked around to see if your son is there to get with you? You know you did die. And now you're grieving. Your son's been waiting for you. Tremendous sympathy. Mm-hmm. And when you can't hear him, if you can't, what you want to do is relax your field and pick up the grieving. Once you feel like, oh, man, I really can feel that grief. Oh, this man's in bad shape. Baby talk, honey, honey, uh, not a mother feeling, but sincere compassion. What you do is you make them wonder, who's this person? What's this going on here? Did I die? Oh, my gosh. And how long do you think it's been? Well, the stone says, so have you been here 100 years? They will remember 100 years. They know what that is. So you talk them into waking up. And the last thing you want to do is the curiosity, flood them with sympathy and compassion. The last step would be look around. You can be happy. You can join your son. Is give them instructions on what to do. I'm going to make this very clear. They don't hear so good. You have to talk carefully, pick your words, and don't ramble. Because you want them to hear you. I am so sorry. Envelop them with your sympathy and compassion. Oh, what? What? Who's doing this? Like you're making them wake up. You're so sad. Oh, I am. You don't have to be sad. I don't. See? Little words. So once you got their attention, once you woke them up, and you can feel someone sitting and grieving Versus looking around. When you feel that shift, feel who could be. Is it a man or a woman? And make them look. Is it your mom here or your wife? Or if it's a child, say, is that your son or your daughter or whoever? Make them aware there's a choice. It won't always happen. Some people are so deep in their grief or so deep in their disease or so stuck because of fear. It may take two or three trips. It doesn't always happen does not always happen but if you can save one soul boy that's a really good feeling wow just um, can you imagine how great it would feel to help somebody not be stuck mm-hmm. and our lost soul i call them what char to give you an idea um we did a case out in woodland quite a while back before co- pre-covid nancy <laughs> was involved in this case it was so confusing with what was going on in the house. I'm not going to go into details about what was going on in the house. Okay. What I want to go into details about is the ghost that was there. And again, like Nancy says, this is what you, you know, this, this is part of what Nancy was talking about. You have to find out what's going on with this individual mm-hmm. or you can't help them. And in this particular case, there had been another house on that property. Mm. Okay. And this individual, it was over drugs. And he had burned the house down. But the problem was, he didn't realize his mother was in the house. Mm. Mm. So he had this horrible guilt. And he had helped, he had helped the, the boys, you know, the current residents in the house, deal with something that was going on. So it took a lot of convincing. It took a lot of, like Nancy says, I'm so sorry. And he was afraid to cross over is what his issue was. The guilt mm-hmm. was only there because he was afraid that he was going to be in big trouble when he... 
when yeah. he crossed over. And so that's when you get into the guilt. Um, you know, Monica and I and Trish were there and we talked him down and, and it took a good 45 minutes to get him calmed down enough to say, hey, look, it was a mistake. God, you know, the, the all powerful being knows it was a mistake. He's not going to hold it against you. You made it. And a you mistake. have to forgive him also. Yeah. We, I'm you know, so we sorry. But you. We're we so forgive. sorry. And so I, and so I said, you know, your mother is in the light. She's waiting for you. She's right. You know, you just step through. She's going to be right there. Trish, I have this on tape. Trish, uh, who's our, who's one of our field psychics, um, goes into nice, a trance. Nice lady. Yeah. Yeah. And she's talking to him. She, she's him. You know, so we're talking. This is how we're talking to him. <laughs> and it was funny. It, it was it was neat to see. I wish I wish we would have got, got it on film because as she, she was sitting in a chair, an armchair. And I kept saying, you have to go, because the light was off to our, our, in this particular place, it was off to the left. And I kept saying, look, go towards that light. Your mother is there. I promise you she's not angry with you or anything. She wants you with her. She doesn't like seeing you like this. And so I, as I watched Trish, she put her hand up, her left hand, and slowly rose out of the chair with her eyes shut. Oh. Still trapped as he's walking. Oh, I'm going to cry. And I said, <laughs> Now you gotta let me know when you're there, okay? I want you to reach in there. Are you there? Oh. Yes, I'm. I'm there. Do you see the hand reaching out for you? Yes. Yes, I do. And I said, okay. I want you to grab that hand. That's your mother. She's reaching out for you. So Shara will come up to yeah. get conversation going. Yeah. And what happened was very sympathetic is mm -hmm. when he crossed through because she hit, Trish had her hand up. The minute, the second he crossed through, he let go of Trish's hand, and mm -hmm. Trish fell back in the chair. Yeah, I like Trish a lot. She's very. And genuine. I said, Trish, are you okay? Are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. At that point, he was gone. But it the took a lot. This clean. Yeah, this house <laughs> is sorry, clean. Everybody. I had to say that. <laughs> this house is clean. Yeah. And um. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, that took, that took a good, I think a good 20, 30, 45 minutes to talk him to the point where he would actually walk. But it was really, it was really, really heart, you know, like, like Nancy yeah. was here. It was really heart, 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 heart wrenching to watch mm -hmm. him. And, and, and he was so afraid because he, not only was he afraid of what, what, what awaited him, but he was afraid that his mother was so angry at him. And there she was mm. waiting for him. Oh, you know. These are real people, everybody. Yeah. People like us, like flesh. The compassion I feel toward stories like this. My eyes are tearing up even. And it's I know like, it sounds unbelievable. I mean, yeah, to, to the skeptics, it sounds, the whole thing sounds I, unbelievable. I'm a, I grew up in a haunted house, but I became You a still are there, honey. <laughs> what did I do for a living? I was a journalist that covered <laughs> crime and court stories. So I'm also a skeptical, I'm also a skeptical ghost hunter. And I've, you know, over the 15, 20 years that I've done this, it has convinced me that there's something going on out there. Oh, it's been you more know? than that. You a met me in 95 and you were a little punk. I tell you. Yeah. She, oh, yeah, bro, 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 bro. And I says, are you joining the tour? Oh, yeah, bro. Even though I had gone through stuff as a kid. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I believe that there's something, there, there's more to this. I mean, I've crossed over uh, several people you know that that, that, that i've helped cross a I lot of the times 
Well, another way we do it too is sometimes I, I have a very kind uncle. Loves kids. Uh-huh. And so sometimes when we get into a situation with with, with with a child, I'll have him help. I'll call him in to help. Do the crossover. But you, you have to reason do that. You, I'm, you, I've never called anybody in that I can remember. Yeah. But we you hack you can ask for help, but you really don't know what they're saying mm -hmm. as clearly as we can. Right. Or you say to the uncle, say this. Yeah. Or say, this or say it slow. Or the other thing I learned too from another psychic that was on the team. That when you run into a grouchy person or a person that's upset, hand them a flower. Just do it oh. mentally. Hand them a flower because they remember. They can't smell. Right. But they remember what that flower looked like and how and how they liked flowers. I mean, what what's more pleasant than a flower unless it's a thorny thing, you know, but, you know, than a daisy or something. You know, you can think about a daisy, something that doesn't have thorns, obviously. You know, and, and they remember that and it calms them down. And I, I, I thought it was BS. To, to now, that's for a woman. For a man, you may have to get, if it's in the Old West, um, a lot of people know I rode raced horses. Mm -hmm. My eyes, look at, I'm watering my eyes. Are, um, <laughs> the smell of horse fur, horse leather, yeah. when I yeah. get done with a the race. There's something to be, uh, do you remember riding horses? How well, how much you enjoy the smell of leather. Yeah. So you have Sometimes. to pick the generation. Yeah, you Make have to sure pick that you do generation. that because like I've said uh, before, when we've done, you know, Victorian like that, like that Victorian place in in Auburn, I'm, I'm not going to walk in there with her and start showing her my cell phone and go, oh yeah, this is a telephone. You know what a telephone is? Because they they have no clue what the hell you're no. talking about. Because they're stuck the in their year. Is you have to do it. I sat down and I am not okay. All right, I'm a tomboy. Really? Always have been. Okay. Always have been. I Me sat too. down and I had a proper tea party with this woman. I sat there and I had my my pinky out and it worked. I got great EVPs out of it. You know, we talked to her, but that's what I had to do. You know, mm -hmm. there's a couple of things I want to mention that I uh, gentleman uh, named Bob on the East Coast. He invited me to do some investigations with him, and we were going to do this. Um, not only can I not remember the hotel, but if I could, I wouldn't be able to say it on TV. I'm on the air like this because the people who owned the hotel. They were aware of this ghost. They say, oh, you're having someone come in. Make sure they don't rescue the ghost. Don't ask them to leave because yeah. the hotel bases their money. Poor ghost, poor stuck person, person, not just ghost, a person stuck. That's really important to honor. Yes. Um, have I rescued without someone knowing? Yes. Not going to tell you how when aware. The other thing I want to speak to is when I lived in Tucson, I did do some rescues and in groups of people, I would talk about the spirits in people's homes. It was quite interesting. I, well, this is what I do. So it's what I do in mm -hmm. groups. So someone had asked me to come to the house because they did have something going on. And I did speak of this because I remember it so well. When I walked in, there was a pioneer woman, four foot five, and mm -hmm. she was quite rounder. So she might've been at the end of her life. Maybe she had who knows i don't think she was more than 45 or 50 and we were in the kitchen area now what was her house like or was it built on top because this is a modern home uh -huh. and when i went in i had such a feel of push against me i don't want to leave you're not gonna make me leave and i started talking i says i won't make you leave i just don't want you cause 
Let's see, I worded it different. You can stay here, but be nice mm -hmm. to these people. And evidently the daughter had seen them and they were, the people living were amused by this person, but they wanted more story. And after I described, they said, oh, we hadn't, we have seen, we thought it was a child or teen, young person who was mm -hmm. a short, older, rounder, like an hourglass, <laughs> a lot of apple pies and it was Western days. Um, she could die of something connected to her weight. Who knows, right? But she loved his kitchen. This is where we found her. So you mm -hmm. have to honor that. Was this a spirit? Was this ghost? Kind of stayed in the kitchen, maybe one or two rooms. So she was living her life, but she saw these people in the house. Was she stuck? I say yes, because she did not want to move on. Mm -hmm. And that to me, that's okay. But when these kids grow up and they've moved, what's that? spirit going to do is she going to become a torment i can't answer mm -hmm. that but we did leave and i did not talk her into believing with us so there's different degrees of stuckness different degrees of a spirit person absolutely you know the difference absolutely mm -hmm. because a ghost person gets stuck in a loop or they get stuck in location like the lady in yep. the kitchen moved from one room to another and that was all um the idea I, there was another investigation i was helping people in the house. And I was hearing, is this your shower? And I said, there's a kid outside driving me nuts. He's got a stick and all he's doing is running up and down the street, hitting the boards of a wooden fence with a stick. Was that your group, Char? Uh-uh. Uh-uh, so it was another group. And so even kids, if they get killed in the street, what was their last action? They were playing they could be stuck in a loop and that's really hard to wake up. I'm not saying they won't because after a while I do feel like, so I mentioned this movie and I forgot what it was called. I call it the ghost story. It's not, it's title is a ghost story. And it's about a man who loved his lady and they had a house. He went to work, he got killed and he went back and he got in the house and she had immediately moved out. And so he put a sheet over his head and, carved out cut out the eyes and he stayed in the house for generations so as the house started to die itself and deteriorate one day he woke up and he says i guess she's never coming back and then he left they do wake up after time and it was um casey affleck was mm -hmm. uh not like the duck something similar to that a ghost story and it was a very i think he won an award or something i don't know if he was a co-writer or um i saw it and it was um a story about him being stuck in this house and how the different people who had come and gone, come and go. And he was standing there with this sheet over his face, over his whole body, representing the ghost. And he never moved, he never, but he did wake up. And one of the things that happened was there was a neighbor nearby. And for somehow that house is going to get torn down. And when it did, there was someone stuck in there with a sheet over him. And so the character of Casey Affleck looked and saw this man. I don't know, I can't remember how he saw it off the front window or something. And the guy said, no one's coming to get me. Poof, he was gone. And the guy stood there and he says, hmm, she's not coming back, is she? Poof. So they do wake up. I don't know how long it takes. Would I like to go to Greece and Egypt? Mm, yeah. 
you know, I have somebody who's traveled there. He says, I'd love to have you put your hands on something. <laughs> like, I don't need that. I just need to stand where the energy is. See, who is there? Wouldn't you love to know if a pharaoh is still in that space? Wouldn't that be fun? Mm -hmm. um, or people. Uh, the gentleman that did go, uh, he's very intuitive. And I want to bring this up, too. This is something I was going to talk about. So I had the privilege of working in Tombstone, Arizona for a whole year. That's where I met Professor Gary Swartz. And he's the fellow that's part of the IANDS organization and the co-inventor of uh, the Soul S-O-U-L, phone, P-H-O-N-E. And he's the one that put me through, and I passed, yay, great, like 95% or more, uh, double-blind tested where someone would sit in front of me and um, I couldn't see anybody. And Professor, Gar Professor Gary Swartz's voice, he would say, no, start talking who's standing around you for this young man this client behind me and i i was able to do that um in tombstone arizona it was very evident to me that you can have generational spirits not ghosts but people who are visiting and living in their own timeline and so when i was in the town i thought oh my gosh look at these different ages decades of people now the um in Tombstone, Arizona, it was only like 11 to 14 years that it was famous. But the town bent, burnt down a couple of times. So each time it burnt down, that had been a time frame. And burnt down, they built it again, burnt down, they built it again. And so you had different ages of the town where people were living there. And they would die and they'd stay there shopping. It was quite amazing to me to see that. And so even an investigation, remember, you have to be very careful to get the time zone, get the language, uh, bring something to get them to talk, think all that. But you may have two or three levels where they don't see each other. They only see the period they lived in. Go ahead. Okay. I can add. Uh, one of the hotels in the Gold Country here, there's these children that run around the hotel. They're deceased, of course. What they <laughs> like to do is when people are having, <laughs> when people are having dinner, they like to uh, run underneath their legs. When they're here having dinner and stuff. <laughs> underneath, the co underneath the table? Yeah. I was oh. fortunate enough to put some candy down, and we actually caught them giggling and running into the room. Mm. You could hear the footsteps. Anyhow, their mother is on the their mother is on the property as well. As the a spare person, is, or she okay? The problem is, she died in a different era than they did. So she's looking for them, and they're looking for her. And they in different time frame because they're different time frames she could have been alive 30 years and so what she is mm -hmm. seeing is her world mm -hmm. she's not seeing time-wise mm -hmm. their environment that's sad. that's yeah. really hard to understand i believe this is kind of like crazy at one time i thought time flowed in front of us in a straight line mm -hmm. and then people would talk to me i put it in my first book um two worlds and I says, time that is not used is in front of us as though you're walking into unused time and it's thick for me. But if you envision a straw broom, each thread, each strand of that broom is a timeline. Mm -hmm. And so in front of us, it's very tight and it feels like thick jello to me to enter unused time. Well, mm -hmm. behind us, it's all used. So the children die in one era and their future isn't accessible. The mother who died generation decades later, it's all open to her. 
but she's not accessing past. She's only accessing current to her. Mm -hmm. Is that too hard for you guys to get? But in reality, I now know, this is like twirling your head around everybody. My perception of time now is a slinky. You know, the kids had a slinky, slinky, like it twirls around us in front of us. And I could reach to March coming up and not knowing that I've reached March two years, three years, four years out. Like every March is packed on top of every other March. Or springtime is like that too. In the behind, it's frayed out and it's not as delineated. So the children, though they could go in forward in time, are stuck in a time frame mm -hmm. looking for her. But because they're ghosts, they aren't knowing to do more. They are no. playing, but they're still not going anywhere right the mother's right. also stuck so you have to rescue the mother to get her to go back in time because the spirit person can travel all time to mm -hmm. rescue the children mm -hmm. my the other thing too and when you talk about um, seeing different time times when, when layers you're doing a view, i've been out on site with ann vendor in these old hotels and uh, she will see it as it was in the past when she's walking mm -hmm. around in there i have seen her walk into walls yeah because there was a door there that's how i i see it too i did an investigation texas i think they called me up and i was doing the remote and i told him to walk down the hall and turn to the right and there wasn't a, a door there anymore so i've i've also experienced that and that's that's a benefit of not being in present place because mm -hmm. I can do it in my mind and not walk into it. Is, it. is it possible that all three of those spirits might eventually reach the eternal now and then be reunited? Um, they will wake up. The children wake up and maybe look around and say, how long we've been here? But it has to be something that will get their attention. Um, mm -hmm. Enough people come in could distract them from their loop. Uh, they may act out what they did last. Now, the question was, how come there's two playing together? Did they both die of the flu in that year? Probably. Or probably die of cholera. Cholera, whatever, chickenpox, whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So that would make them company for each other, but they'd be blinded to everybody else. I don't know how long someone would be stuck. Maybe that's a good question. I don't travel a lot. I've been to Arizona, um, visit friends in Oregon. Seattle, I did a, well, that was a good, that was a really good layering. Uh, Seattle Theater Group. Um, that's another night for another story, everybody. But um, the other thing I want to bring up real quick is we brought up all this. What about unexpected while wow, there's a ghost here? I want uh -huh. you to think of something really easy. I just want you to say, hello. Don't say, oh, oh, ah, don't do that. Because you, you don't do anything but give them negative energy. If you can, try to remember spirit people are just people. And if they're walking around in a loop and you say, hi, hello, you will stop. They will go, what? It is fun. I have stories. My brother. This house here has people. I know we have people here. And my husband, I've always told this, this gentleman that lives here with us. Um, he was the manager of this complex at one time. And his, um, I'm in charge, so he hasn't left. And he makes rounds, and he had rifles and guns in the master closet. Mine now, so get those out of there, right? So he mm -hmm. says to me, 
there's someone here with us. This is before I was able to move in. I go, really? In the conversation when he says to me, um, he's the man that likes a Friday night fight, you know, Saturday night. He says, what do you think if I offer him a drink? <laughs> I says, <laughs> he put a drink out and he could see the man sit down. And the why there? Because that's where the TV was. Because mm -hmm. in older homes, they put him into the wall and the couch was there. And I loved it. I loved it. And what I'm trying to say is, of course, I would love it. My husband has seen UFOs. I haven't. I went see ghosts all the time. He hasn't. But when he saw this man's footprints walking, he didn't get up and go, oh, <laughs> Nancy, what do I do? And I said, be polite, be nice, uh, be respectful, put that man energy out there, let him find you there. And it worked. He didn't pick up the drink, but he got it. I loved it. I left and one what, of my pieces of equipment at my brother's house one night. Um, there's these jars we use that uh, they kind of work like an EMF meter, but they they have uh, uh, like either a they, they, uh, butterfly in there, or I use what they call a firefly in a jar because it lights up. Oh yeah, yeah. And if you touch the top of this thing and tap on it, there's an electrical pulse that goes down the firefly and lights it up, and it jumps around. Oh my! And we've used it on a lot of investigations. In fact, we've had I picked up EVPs with the ghost talking about it. <sighs> they love it. So I happened to leave this thing turned on on my brother's table by accident one day, and I get this call a couple days later, and he's panicked, <laughs> oh, and he no. says, "This thing is jumping around. What do I do?" Say and I hello. said, "Say hello." That's what I told him. He says. That's not funny. Come get it. <laughs> I said, yeah, you say hello, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's things like that. And back into Benjamin, your question. I think, too, that if, if like, with the mother, with the ghost of the mother, if we can get her to cross over yeah. and into that light, then there's a chance, then we can reunite them. Mm -hmm. Because she she'll be. Because she's out of that era. She's now in the light, the, you know, the, mm -hmm. the eternal light. So yeah. once she's crossed over, it's it's easier to direct them to that light to get them reunited with her. She'll be looking for them. Yeah. But this is one of those deals, like Nancy says, this particular hotel, okay, we get ghost hunters in here. We like it. Don't touch our ghosts. I, ooh, I know it, right? Ugh. So, yeah. Let's, re let's rescue Lincoln out of the White House, please. Let me just fix it. And there's a few others. You know what? That's that's one. I mean, I, I love President Lincoln. He's like my idol. But if I saw him peering at me at night, that would scare the hell out of me. Uh, Just because he's got that beard and he's so tall, yeah. it would scare the hell out of you. I, I tell thing, you. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? No, no. I want you to finish the thought because I can remember what I was going to say. Go okay. Ahead. The last thing we were going to talk about is after somebody dies. Mm. They have the power to do whatever the hell they want. They can go where they want. Have fun, honey. That movie, if anybody's seen that movie with Timothy Hutton, Made in Heaven. Oh, he goes to right. he goes to heaven and the person that's supposed to be God or whoever this being is says, Oh, well, you can think about a place and you're there. As long as it, you know, you have the memories in your mind of this place. My father, yeah. and I this knew you were is, gonna had to yeah, do with Nancy. My father passed away at the hospital. We were, my mother and I were both there. And 
I, we sat with him for a while and I said, you know, they're going to be taking the body. So we're going to have to take off. Let's go get some dinner. You know, we'll go home and relax. So we stopped off at bad, bad, bad McDonald's parked for our burger. And I thought it was funny. I said, mommy's probably sitting with us now having a burger. And I call Nancy and I'm like, well, my dad just died. And Nancy says, oh, well, he's not even around you guys. And I said, well, what are you talking about? He says he's in China. Why not? Or Japan. China. I thought China. Okay. China. I said China. Yeah. Uh-huh. She said, Well, he's in China. I said, she says, she says, what 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 what's this thing about China? My father at the last years of his life, his dream was to take a boat up the Yangtze Quang River in China and see the uh the, the Great Wall. Oh. And the second he had that freedom and he and he was able to move around, boom, that's where he went. He's out of here. So once they once people do pass away, that's why you have to give them, you know, a transition period after they die. There's there's a there's a, like a transitional period. You know, they have to go do whatever they have to do. But in the meantime, it's like it's like okay, you break your leg and you're stuck sitting at home for months. Right. You get the cast off, and what do you do? You're honey, I'm out of here. You're out of there, right? <laughs> it's just like COVID. <laughs> you're sick. You're in bed. You know, you're in bed for God knows how long. And suddenly you have all your faculties and you're ready to, and you can do anything you want. So what do you do? You're out of there. And that's I've, done that bef- I've done that before with other people. I entertained a group of women over um, Skype one time, Skype, and the mm-hmm. woman was upset that she hadn't felt her daughter. Mm-hmm. And, I, and this is where I got to pe- remind me who what Japan was. And I said, well, she's in Japan. And she mm-hmm. went, wow. You know, like, and I says, well, why is that important? He says, well, she she was born there. We were military, and we spent the first four years of her life there. We never were able to go back. And she always wanted to visit Japan, especially the area where she was born. Mm-hmm. So she's still there. It was where she wanted to check it out. I personally think I might have had a life there because there's a yearning for me to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. And I, it's kind of odd feeling, so I'm not sure what that means. But as a spirit person... I'm, I told my kids, you know, I'm going to be running the anything I can. I was a long distance runner and I can run anything I want. I will run Japan. Yeah. I said, don't miss me for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they think of me, I'll pop in, of course, but. Right. Uh, right. I love that's this. Why, that's why sometimes when people get frustrated that someone's not around right away after they pass, that's why. That's because they're, they're, they're adapting to their new life and sometimes they adapt very quickly. And realize that they can go, you know, from first and to families first calling me up and going, what? Yeah. You know, to go, to go places. So, I mean, yeah. you know, there's all kinds of things involved here, but again, you know, the bottom line of tonight's show is that when, when you see a ghost, don't panic, you know, there's all this stuff on TV about, about demon. I mean, TV is TV. Okay. They're going to want the ratings. So, I mean, let, let me put it this way. When I first started doing this all those years ago, when we went, on the hunts it was always it was always a grandfather or uncle bob or somebody in somebody's house it wasn't yeah. a demon it wasn't it, nothing demonic or bad tv has done that so when people yeah see this stuff happening in their house they automatically think it's negative and they're not necessarily negative and just that's people you, yeah and people and it's like you're that. living your home and if a stranger in the flesh came in and stood at your children's bedroom wall mm-hmm looked at the child in bed, what would you do? I'd get a shovel, excuse me. So a spirit person who has the nerve to want to pre be Snoopy Joe 
or mm -hmm. be in your space because he likes torment. I would pick up the energy and go, you are not invited. You get sure. out of my house. Treat That's him like a do. human yeah. being. You treat him exactly. Like a... Now, if a little old grandma came in the house, you say, honey, would you like a, some tea or coffee? Put something in front of her and say, mosquito, everybody. I can't believe there's mosquitoes at this time of year. Yeah. Um, you know, treat him like respect. Um, wondering why they're still floating around. Grandma, why are you here? It's a, if it's an elderly woman, because someone's called me grandma, I go look around, you know, like, yeah, right. I am, you know, but right. I'm going to travel and I'm going to ride horses and run and do things that I got. Um, I ran for nine years horses and, and I was going to do a marathon uh, December 7th, 1987 from uh, Granite Bay to downtown Sacramento. And a week earlier, I was diagnosed. I had surgery for cancer. And it's something I've always wanted to do. So it's kind of like there's an unfulfilled, like Sunday afternoons was a, a day I'd run. It'd be six, six, 16, half to 21 miles. I was already almost there. So there's things in our life that we need to fulfill. We could do it as a spirit person. Well, see, I was thinking about that when we talked about that this afternoon, what I would do. I was just thinking, because my back's bad now. And I used to be so like in the hiking. I think it would be mm -hmm. like Forrest Gump. Oh, yes. Like the United States. United States, yeah. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I wouldn't have to eat or anything. That you know, I wouldn't have to worry about any of that. See, I could just right. And it could be and day, day and night because spirit people don't know the difference. Yeah, they don't know keep, day and night. Just keep cruising across across the country. They're like cats, you know. Don't what? Yeah. You mean it's yeah. nighttime? Yeah. All right, guys. It's seven thirty-eight, and it's Friday, and. I have some. I have things to do. Nancy has things to do. We were glad. We were happy to be here tonight with you. Monday, we hope everything goes well. Let me see. Oh my gosh, I'm sinking in my chair. Okay, so next Friday night we're going to talk about some of these spirit visitations. Yes. And tonight we're going to, but it would take another 20, 30 minutes. So yeah. we're going to call it a night. Everybody, so we're going to call it next night. Friday. Yeah. Now, along that note, Monday. Um, our guest that had COVID is going to be with us, Geraldina Rosco who is calls herself hybrid mother. She has, she claims, I'll say she claims, she claims to have, uh, I almost said processed. Oh my God. She claims to have um, been pregnant at least 25 times with alien children and the aliens have taken them. So the, you know, the hybrids. So she's going to be on you with cannot, us. You cannot go to a place of not wanting to believe people. Right. I see right. people clearly. And people say, oh, no, you don't. And I go, then don't believe yeah. it. But this woman yeah. may be very interesting, everybody. Yeah. I would like so to So she's going to be her. on Monday, usual time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Sunday, this book I'm reading, uh, this Christmas-themed book I'm reading is a humdinger. And I encourage you all, if you have an hour Sunday evening between 6.30 and 7.30, to listen into the show. Because last week we talked about Krampus and all those all those weird creatures from from, from Europe. Oh, I mean, the Krampus! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and all they all they want to do is eat children. <laughs> so, Scary stories. And I did end up reading because obviously last night um, we had we had audio issues. So last night, I, after the show, I went ahead and read from the book again to make up to you guys for the show. So you can go check that out on YouTube. And um, last night was stories of uh, ghost uh, ghost story uh, the, uh, haunted ships and things like that. Oh, of the fun. Great Lakes from Wisconsin. So it's interesting to see those. And there's even an interesting story. And it was very, it was, it was weird from Vermont. And then the story in Vermont, and 
I'm not saying it's true, but this is what this woman, what, what she wrote. It was even in a newspaper in Vermont, this article, that they would take their old people and the people that were infirm, as they say, and mm. because they were always low on food in the winter, they would oh, freeze no. them to death. And they would bury them. And then when spring came, they would thaw them out. And the people were okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'd heard of this, that they hold, nowadays, they just hold the burials, put everybody in deep freeze. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, but what would happen after this is that come the springtime, they would thaw them out. And the people would, the people would come back to life. So it was like that whole deep freeze thing that, you know, that, that people are getting in, you know, getting oh. into now. Yeah. It was really weird. But it was actually a news, it was in this guy's diary, but it was in this, it, it was mentioned in some newspaper in Vermont. Oh. That they did this. So I'm an old person, so they just take me out, bury me, let me freeze, and then. So if you guys want to hear the story, I, I, I encourage you to go over to the YouTube oh. page <laughs> and check it out because it, it's over there. I and, love it. you know, as I'm reading this stuff, I have to keep a straight face reading this stuff, you know, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, who'd have figured that, right? But I, I mean, she's she she has really good sources on her on on this stuff, and she's a she's a Sylvia Schultz is an excellent researcher, so I don't doubt anything she writes, really anything she puts uh -huh, in there. Uh -huh. So check it out because we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna continue on Sunday on on, on more of these stories. So it's kind of cool, and it's it is stories for 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 Yuletide and Christmas and winter, you know, and so it's all rolled into one. But 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 yeah. they're more holiday stories, you know, and there's there's some really crazy ones like like uh i'll tell you right i'll tell you a couple right now to, to get you in i mean to, to, to <laughs> make them short tell you one short. um yeah. this guy was taking this this gal to a dance and it was quite a way away from from their home and it was snowing and she had this beautiful i guess dress on and she didn't want to wear a coat because she didn't want to ruin the dress or, and she wanted her boyfriend to see the dress so they're, you know, they're, they're going in with, with oh. you, know, you see where this is going. <laughs> I, I so do. It, it must have been a few miles to go. And he offered several times to cover her up, you know, because it was snowing. And she said, no, no, no. And then she kept getting quieter and quieter. And by the time he got to the destination, she was frozen to death. Oh, God. So that's the stuff we're reading. So if you guys are, you know, if you guys are interested in this stuff, and this is this is like, like, like winter Yuletide stories, and, you know, stuff, dark Christmas stories is what they are. This is what Very we're reading. Very dark. Very dark for the holidays. So, yeah, go check out last night's read. And like I said, it's over on our YouTube page. Well, you can get to at youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts. And you can check it out over there because it was a very interesting read last night. In fact, I was surprised. I had around 15 people live last night watching. And this was between 9 and 10 last night with this show. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. You know, people are liking this stuff. So it's an interesting book and we're going to be reading it all through the holidays. So, okay. That being said, I'm done. I'm going to shut up and uh, I want to thank you all for coming tonight. If you like what you heard and you are on Facebook, please hit that like button. Please hit that follow button. We're always looking for followers. Check out uh, California Haunts Ghostly Events because everything for this is announced over there and we're going to be doing some lives over there which is kind of fun. Nancy and I have some plans in the works uh, for stuff we're doing. And uh, be sure to check out the meetup page as well if you haven't gone over there. And, of course, the YouTube page, which I just gave you the address for. And if you haven't subscribed already, please do so. Like the video. Blah, 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 blah. All right? Anyway, I want to thank you guys for coming tonight. And I'm going to give you Nancy's contact information and all that good stuff. And then I'm going to call it a night. So here we go. Love pushing my button. Okay. 
and away we go. Websites, nancymats.com, nancymatsauthor.com with the N, M, and A capped, and youtube.com forward slash nancymatspsychic. Help get me out of this funk, Nancy Matz. That's, that's her book, guys. Two Worlds, Developing Your Psychic Skills. And Unwilling Sacrifice. And of course, you can get those at Amazon.com. Okay, well, that's it. We will. I will see you Sunday. Nancy will see you next Friday. And I hope you guys have a good day away from me. And I hope you guys have a good Saturday. And I hope you have a great weekend. See you later. And a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Talk to you yep. next Friday. See you later.